Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Make sure that sounded so fake and forced. <laughs> but uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great stuff to get to today. A lot of just bizarre things, plus a lot of in- listener interaction. A lot of you guys had some comments on some of the videos that I posted over the week from last week, so I can't wait to get into those. Some of you got a little sensitive, and maybe you're not full-time listeners, so you think that I take things way too seriously. Uh, we'll get into that. It's kind of funny. You're like, apparently you don't listen to the podcast yet because eh, I'm not quite serious about much. Not about much. I will tell you this, God, it if you're a parent, it's really fucking annoying, especially when the kids start going back to school is because there's these times of the year. And apparently we're in this horrible time loop where it seems like once a week, one of the kids is sick. My son was sick like a couple of weeks ago. Then he, he was sick for like a day. Then he started feeling better. Then my daughter was sick, started feeling better. Then she got sick again. And now today my son is sick and he's never really sick for long. And I've told you guys before, like when my wife has been on here with me, we talk about how my son acts like it's this horrible thing to nap. And we're like, Hey, you know, you look tired. You should nap or you don't feel good. You should nap. And he's like, no, I I don't nap. (laughs) Like it's a sense of pride that he refuses to nap. Dude, he was so sick today. I came home from dropping my daughter off at school. I had to go pick up groceries And I come home, and he had fallen asleep on the couch. Keep in mind, he slept for 12 hours already. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you're sick, dude. Because once he woke up when I was putting groceries away, he's like, hey, can you make me some waffles? I'm like, sure. Look over, like, a minute later, and he's passed out again. So, yeah, he's sick with something. Who knows? But I hate that shit. I hate, (laughs) hate it. Once they get in that loop of... Kids are at school. I was talking to one of the teachers the other day. She's like, yeah, all these kids have been sick lately, and it just goes around. It's it's that way. It's been that way forever. It's not nothing new. It's just annoying because I'm new to parenting, essentially, having a nine-year-old and a eight-year-old. So, ugh. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) You may have seen this. I did post this on, I think it was my Instagram and Facebook over the weekend. There's a a group of scientists in China that made this device that allows you to kiss with somebody over the internet. It's basically this latex or whatever materials they use that that you can kiss it and it you get the same sensations of of with the other person on the other end of the line, they could be in Colorado. Meanwhile, the person you're making out with is in Guatemala or something like that, right? So this is what it says. Equipped with pressure sensors and actuators, this device is said to be able to mimic a real kiss by replicating the pressure, movement, and temperature of a user's lips. Along with the kissing motion, it can also transmit the sound (laughs) the user makes. (laughs) What did I have the other day? I had that thing where 
you put you combine this with that one mechanism, the masturbation mechanism. Remember that for that basically milks a dude because guys don't want to masturbate for some fucking reason in in China. You combine these two things, you can have sex with somebody across the world. Mind blowing. So there's a couple things here. For antisocial people, this is great. It encourages you to never leave your home. I guess that's a good thing. If you're somebody that fears going outside for one reason or another, maybe you're somebody that has a, an immune disorder and you can't go outside. You're really susceptible to illness. That's that's a thing. Maybe this is a good way for you to do it and you can have some physical connection. I guess in a way, it's fine. This is also good for the population issue. We talk about that a lot because we do have a population problem and our resources are dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. And just wait in like a year, we're going to be complaining about some other resource that we're like, oh shit, we, we've known about this for like 50 years, but we're just now going to do something about it. Water. <laughs> we're going to have a major issue with that. So this could help with that in a sense, you know, People don't want to go out there and risk getting somebody pregnant or catching a disease. This is going to allow you to have sexual encounters eventually from the comfort of your home without actually coming face to face with somebody. So in a sense, it's good. I mean, you can see how this will evolve. And by the way, the picture that I posted, it, it's just the mouth. There's no actual face or anything attached to it. It's just the mouth. And the first thing that comes to my mind is like, how, how wide is that mouth open? Because <laughs> I'm like, because I'm sure everybody's going to buy this or use this in China. They're, they're only going to use it for kissing. I'm sure that's what it is. Could you imagine being on the other end? <laughs> and you're like, you're just kissing somebody. Mm. And the next thing you're like, oh, <laughs> what the hell went in my mouth? <laughs> Like, oh, that's not supposed to happen. It's going to get abused. And and to be honest, it, it's going to evolve quickly into the full interaction. It's very impressive that scientists can do this. And I tip my cap to them, right? I actually tip my cap. You're welcome. Grab the brim, boom, tilted my head. But you can see where this is going to head. And it, it only makes sense. Because it's a huge market just waiting, waiting to just explode. And it, it's kind of intriguing. Now, that being said, if they make a full-fledged vagina, penis, whatever, you know there's going to be celebrity endorsements. And I have just the guy. Are you tired of getting in your car so you can go bang someone's mother? I know I am. Speaking of that, tell your mom I said hi. It's Connery DeHuff, and I'm here to tell you about the new way to bang without all the risks. Sir Bangs a Lot Cyber Bangers. Using the Sir Bangs a Lot Cyber Pussy, it connects via the interwebs to a user that uses the Sir Bangs a Lot Cyber Dong, or you can mix and match. You and a friend can have two Cyber Pussies or two Cyber Dongs. Go dong on dong. I call that a good old fashioned sword fight. Purchase now and get the magical mouth for only half price. Sir Bangs a Lot Cyber Bangers. Happy banging. Thank you, Connery. <laughs> Thank you. I like how he says pushy. 
actually wrote pushy, <laughs> like pushy, like push, not pull. <laughs> and you know what, though? People would try it. If, if it's a reasonable price, why not? If you're somebody that works a lot and you're not really concerned about building a family or having a real relationship, you would buy this. It's just a next step in uh, sex dolls and stuff like that. So it's it's interesting. It's safe. And what a market, I, I guess. And, and you could do, oh, God, that, it's just so weird. It's weird where we're heading in technology. And I, I, it blows me away in like 20 years. Is this going to be just an everyday thing? Like you go to somebody's house and they got just like a closet <laughs> filled with this type of stuff. The Shiba bangers. <laughs> I got the whole collection. I got the Shiba pushy. I got the Shiba jong. And I got the Shiba asshole. <laughs> That's right. I kind of said asshole funny. It's bizarre. What a world we live in, man. You sit there and think about what is technology going to present us in 20 years? Sure, we may have resource issues, but we could bang somebody millions of miles away and it'd be great. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that one. A woman named Allie, you can follow her on TikTok at low underscore waste says her family uses a family cloth for toilet paper. And now she she mentioned this because originally she was talking about how she uses cloths, like recycled cloth from old pajamas or whatever, for paper cloth or paper towels and stuff like that. And it kind of freaks people out. Well, then it got brought up, like, could you imagine if she used toilet paper? And she said, well, I'm not going to lie. They use this, they have a family cloth that she uses in the toilet for their upstairs bathroom that is mostly used for her and her husband. And she says, this is a basket of clean wipes, mostly flannel cut from old Christmas pajamas. She says, when I use the bathroom, I let the bidet do all the heavy lifting. Then I pat dry with a clean wipe and then put that used wipe in the bin which will eventually go into the laundry. She continues with no wipe is ever used for multiple bathroom sessions without being laundered. That would be disgusting. She shared that she uses regular toilet paper in her other bathrooms, as well as the family cloth, which she claimed is sturdier and softer on her bottom. <laughs> I'm not really disgusted by this. It's kind of jarring. And I wouldn't want friends and family that come over to use this. I'd just be like, no, I don't trust them. If it's between my wife and I, and I guess my kid, I guess my kids, we'll have to have a long discussion with them in order for this to move forward. I'm not going to do this, by the way. But I'm just saying, if it was between my wife and I, I guess we would have the understanding and just say, hey, these are the ground rules with this. If you ha we'd have to buy a bidet and be like, that's going to do the majority of the work. This is going to basically pat it dry. And if you look at it that way, it's really not that disgusting. As somebody that had kids and used to wipe their asses all the time with baby wipes, and then you have like a, a 
a diaper bin in some some. I don't think we actually had a diaper bin. We had a, uh, a trash can in there, yeah. But after like say three diapers, you're like, you gotta change the trash because it fucking stinks. I don't think this is as gross as we think it is. If they didn't have a bidet, I think, ooh, that's disgusting. But they have a bidet, so that's just like blasting most of the shit off their ass. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Do you think it's disgusting, or do you think it's an okay thing to do? Let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com. She's all about low waste, and toilet paper is a big waste thing. And since she uses a bidet, she's getting her butt cleaner than than you know, just using standard toilet paper. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Let me know your thoughts to huffuncensored at gmail.com. I got more craziness coming your way. But first, make 2023 the year you beat Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms here. No guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports Colorado app right now or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Las Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Fellas, as you know, it's all about size. Nobody's bigger than we are. We have 18,000 square feet and three bars under one roof. Add it all up and you have Denver's best football bar. It's the Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches football. You've heard the story, the the new movie out there, Cocaine Bear, and it, uh, apparently a lot of people are saying this is one of the best movies, not just scary movies, just one of the best movies of the year. Multiple critics are saying that, and it just blows my mind. Real quick, the true story of Cocaine Bear is a lot less dramatic. There is some drug smugglers, I want to say over North Carolina, something like that, over the Carolinas, something around there. There, one, one guy, there's two pilots in there. One guy knew what he was carrying. The other guy was cleared of all charges because he was literally just an innocent bystander helping, helping his buddy, he thought, uh, go somewhere. And then basically what happened was they're flying along all of a sudden, over the radio, they hear some chatter of saying, hey, we're, we're following this particular Cessna, and we'll, get, we'll track it so we, can, um, so we can make the arrest or something like that. They just found out. They're like, oh, shit, they're, they're tracking us. So that means that plane was really close to them, and they didn't realize in order for them to pick up the chatter. So the, the pilot that knew... What was on the plane, the cocaine, starts putting parachutes on all the luggage that was in the back of the plane and starts chucking it off the plane. And the guy's like, what's going on? The other guy's like, what's going on? He's like, just do this. Put. I'm not going to tell you. Just put the parachutes on these and push them off. And then at the end, he puts two parachutes. He gives... The, the drug dealer gives a parachute to the other guy, and then he puts one on, and then they, they, 
jump out of the plane. The plane ends up crashing into a mountainside. The two individuals, the the guy that had no idea what was going on, lands safely and, and is fine. And like I said, was ended up being cleared of charges. The the pilot that knew what was going on and was a drug dealer, he actually died and landed on some old guy's like uh, driveway, dead. But what happened is the the police end up trying to get all the all the cocaine that they pushed out of the plane. But when it ended up happening, there was like a giant brick of cocaine in, in a duffel bag. It may have been multiple bricks. What happened is it, it landed in the woods and a bear went in there and was like, this smells delicious. <laughs> and he ate the entire bag of cocaine and literally walked around and then fucking had a heart attack and died. That's it, right? That is it. And I want to say a couple days or a week later, they a hunter was out there and came across the bear, called the authorities, and found out later that this bear had ingested all this cocaine and that's how he died because they were looking for all the luggage that these guys shoved out. And that's cocaine bear. That's, that's it. It literally ate a duffel bag full of cocaine, turned around, maybe ran a little bit and then fucking had a heart attack and die. But this movie cocaine bear obviously was just like, could you imagine though? If it did live <laughs> in which I got to admit, it's kind of a good take on it. Why not? And, and then it goes on a murderous rampage, kills a bunch of people. And now they got a movie. But here's my problem with this. I, I want to see the movie. It, it I hear it's kind of funny. But even if it's here's the thing, I, I'm making a prediction and I'll tell you why here in a second. I have a prediction about the movie Cocaine Bear. It's going to win a major, major award. Why? Why will it win a major award? It's called Cocaine Bear. It's somewhat silly. It's kind of borderline horror flick. Why would that win an award? And it's the, the sad truth about how awards work. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of emotional bias that goes into it. It was the very last film that Ray Liotta did, the amazing actor. And it could be a pretty good movie. But is it a major motion picture award worthy? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But even if it's not a spectacular movie, if it's just borderline a good movie it will win a major award because people are going to vote with their emotions they're like that's the last one he did and he was such a great guy such a great actor it will win and i know a lot of people will disagree with me on that but you know it's true you know it's true now time will tell i would put money on this if there's a bet on superbook sports somehow they're like will cocaine bear win a major award I'd put money on it right now. I would, because I believe it It will, because people do that. 
They they vote with their hearts, not necessarily with with logic. Now that be, like I said, I want to see the movie, and maybe I'll watch it, and I'll be like, "Holy shit, yes, it does." But if you can separate the Ray Liotta sadness of of, of a great person and a great actor passing away, does it really hold water? We'll see. We'll see. I I can't wait to see it. But yeah, when you look at the 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 truth of Cocaine Bear versus what they twisted it into, and I'm I'm not knocking them on on making it into a a a movie but it is kind of funny the creativeness of writers of going this is what the truth is uh but (laughs) let's say what if this ended up happening so it, it is kind of funny but that's the truth about cocaine bear i believe it's on display somewhere in kentucky cocaine bear somebody a taxidermist had it and it keeps changing hands but i believe right now it's somewhere in kentucky Something like that. Speaking of bizarre creatures, in in a sense, you could say cocaine bear was a creature. Mexico's president, I cannot pronounce his name, and I apologize for not doing it, but he posted onto Instagram, and no, it was actually Twitter, a photo of an alux, A-L-U-X-E, which is a mischievous woodland spirit in Mayan flo- folklore. And people are like, holy shit, the president is is tweeting out pictures of that. Who knew presidents could go edgy and, and, and dip into that type of stuff? But he posted a picture of it. <laughs> and people are like, oh my God, a lot of people are like, yeah, dude, I totally believe that. Now, that being said, when you look at the picture, which I posted on my Instagram, it does. It it just looks like somebody's up in a tree. And rugs on tap on Instagram wrote meth, not even once. <laughs> and then CB Murphy three wrote on Instagram, that's a meth addict. <laughs> Cause you know, it's a blurry picture at night, and really you see a vague outline of something in the trees. You like I said, you see the eyes, but that's it. That's all you see, and it's at night, so it's grainy. It was like you, that could be anything. It could be anything, but that's the way we work. We just assume. Well, it's it's not a meth head. No, it's a mischievous woodland spirit from Mayan folklore. That makes more sense. <laughs> hey, could be. Who knows? Dipping in the mailbag in regards to uh, that story the other day that I did about scientists saying drinking Pepsi-Cola or Coca-Cola could increase a man's testosterone levels as well as increase their testicle size. Paul B. wrote, all balls Pepsi, big balls Coca-Cola? Cowboy DeHuff might have some endorsements coming his way. Hmm, that's right, Paul, he could. What would that sound like? Hey, everybody, it's Cowboy DeHuff, and I'm here to tell you to drink some Pepsi. Why? Because it'll make you all balls in these chains. Look at me. I can hardly fit in these britches. Why? Because I drink a, a liter of Pepsi every single day. Man, my balls are huge. Pepsi makes your, <laughs> makes your balls big. I almost said dick big. 
Anyway, it got weird at the end. I'm sorry. I <laughs> uh, hope you're having a good day. Hopefully you laughed in this episode. It's funny because I'm getting more and more people finding the podcast, and it's really cool. Like I said, I'm, I'm shattering the record for most downloads in a month, in this month, and it's exciting. But it means there's a lot of new people joining the podcast, and I'm like, it always makes me nervous. Do they have a sense of humor? Because some people could tune into this and they're like, oh my God, no, <laughs> they're not going to last very long. But I meet a lot of you like I, I can't remember if I brought this up on the podcast, but the other day I'm at that Mavericks over on Colorado Boulevard in North Glen. I think it technically is right there. And I, I ran into, but I think it was Ryan and, oh Jesus, I'm, I'm a dick. I'm a dick. Jeff, it's Jeff. Jeff's not a dick. I'm a dick. But anyway, just meeting them, and, and it was really neat just to all of a sudden, like, Jeff recognizes me, and I start talking to him. He's like, I listened to the podcast today. You were talking about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And he works for FedEx, so I, he drives around. I assume that he just goes back and listens from episode one and just goes all the way through. Right? That makes sense. <laughs> And then, then a, a listener behind him was just like, oh, my God, Duff, yeah. My name's Ryan. I listen all the time, too. And it was just really neat. So if you ever see me out and about, don't be afraid to say hi. I gave those guys stickers. I got to go buy a bunch more uh, just swag to, to keep on me. So if I see you, I'll see if I can uh, give you something. If not, uh, I'll, I'll get a marker and I'll sign your titties, okay? Okay, guys, ladies, I guess I'll sign your titties, too. <laughs> What's funny is mostly the guys would ask for it. Be like, you suck my titties? <laughs> like, sure, why not? I told you guys the very first time somebody asked me to uh, sign an autograph. I, I was at a Dave and Buster's, and this dude comes up to me. He's like, Duff, I love this back when I worked on the radio station. He's like, I love, love the characters you do. Can you sign this sweater? And it was a sweatshirt, actually, of all these Denver Broncos signatures. And he's like, can you sign it? I'm, and I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, absolutely. Be great. I had never signed clothing before. I didn't, I didn't know. I had never seen somebody actually sign a shirt. I didn't realize that you're supposed to pull it tight so you can get a good signature on there. I didn't do that. I fucked up my signature. It looked like a big blob of just like a, a two-year-old got a hold of a marker and just wrote on it. It was horrible. And I look at it and I'm like, sorry. So sorry. Never done this before. I've signed papers and shit like that, but I had never signed clothing. And I felt like such a dick. Such a dick. Hey, that's what you get. I got to figure out, too, like when I sign stuff, am I just going to write, what am I going to write? Am I going to just write boner <laughs> or something something silly? As I smack my nose into the microphone. I got to figure out. I'm just going to start writing random weird shit if you ever ask me for an autograph. Because I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> be like, uh, don't try to suck your own dick. Duh. <laughs> Stuff like that. You'll break your neck, okay? You will. Been there. Done that. Don't want to do that again. Anyway. See, it always gets weird at the end. I apologize. I apologize. All right, guys. I got to go take care of a sick kid who's probably going to be upstairs and go, uh, can you get me some Sprite? I don't have any Sprite in the house. Well, go go to King Supers or Walmart and get me some. I feel sick. 
Can I have ramen too? Ugh. Anyway, kids, am I right? Anyway, have I uh, have have you a good day? <laughs> uh, by the way, I was I was reading something where people are like, if you, these these uh, people that were like trying to give advice on how to do a podcast. They're like, you should always go back and cut out when you make a mistake. <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's dumb. Don't do that. Let's be honest with people. We all fuck up. I hate when I listen to a radio show or a podcast and somebody makes a mistake and then they act like they didn't. Make fun of your mistakes. Jesus Christ, let's be real, people. Be real. Drink Pepsi and get big balls. You're welcome. Cowboy DeHuff says, drink Coca-Cola or Pepsi. It'll make your balls huge. Cowboy DeHuff says, yeah. That's stupid. That makes no sense. Well, you got two endorsements today from Cowboy DeHuff and Connery. A big pushy. If you want sh- uh, <laughs> if you want to bang somebody across the pond, that's fine. Get the Sir Bangjalak Shiba pushy. Or Shiba Jong. It's the Huff Uncensored. I need to stop now. Put a fork in me. I'm done. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. It's the Huff Uncensored. I love you. I love you. Hope you laughed. Let's move forward. I'll talk to you next time. What the fuck? <laughs>